The date is Friday, July 22nd, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Wouldn't you like to get away? No, we're not talking about somewhere where everyone knows your name. We're talking about the small town of Stardew Valley and the many people who reside there. So get your farming tools and enjoy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your favorite show on the internet. It's entertaining this. this. <laughs> hey, sorry that we missed last week. I'm not really sorry, but we we did miss last week. That is something that happened. Here's the hot and spicy is between Nick taking a brief sabbatical from the podcast, my new job that I'm starting, and a bunch of other stuff that's going on, we needed a break. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel bad about it. And also, no. there was an extra week this month, so we decided instead of trying to do something wild and crazy with it, we were just going to give ourselves a little breathing room. So that's what we did. And we hope that you guys can appreciate that. Uh, anyway, I'm Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Michael. And I'm Chloe. I probably should have said all that stuff after that. <laughs> but I said it before that because it was on the top of my head. Um, yeah, but but yeah, to the to the... To the masses, if you were waiting around for your episode of Entertain This to drop, you would have known that one wasn't going to drop had you checked our social medias. So make sure that you're following <laughs> us on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. So early to plug Facebook. the socials. I'm just saying more people could follow us there and they'd have more information. So true. Um, but we're back on our bullshit now, so it doesn't really matter. You're getting a new episode. It's right here. It's in front of you. You're listening to it. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't. Uh, we didn't fall off. Uh, we didn't not post for a couple of weeks and uh, leave the community questioning if we're ever going to come back like some podcasts. Project Icosa. <laughs> <laughs> Project Icosa will be back. We're, yeah, we'll get around to it. We're going to get around to it. We're all kind of getting comfortable where we're at right now, yeah. which is different places than where we were before. We all, so, we all just have a lot of life shit going on right now. A chapter definitely closed at some point and then opened. Uh, a new mm-hmm. chapter and unfortunately one of the things that sort of has taken a backseat is project dicosa at the moment mm-hmm. strictly just because focus needed to shift elsewhere for a very brief amount of time and once once we're back in the saddle project dicosa will be back full swinging yeah and also it w- on the back end it's a lot of work yeah it's a lot of work on the back end and to kind of like give you some inside baseball um when Nick was on the show, he was editing Entertain This, uh, and he was like handling the uh, creation of content for our socials in terms of like Instagram, and we're very appreciative of him. If not back when he was doing it, now when he's not doing it, especially. <laughs> um, but while Nick edited the podcast for Entertain This, I edited the podcast for Project Icosa, and without Nick here, I'm now weekly editing the podcast for Project Icosa while still maintaining my regular nine to five. So, well, not nine to five, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and the, the the truth of it is, like, it wouldn't represent an actual like D and D game if there weren't some unexpected scheduling issues. So, God, you're so right. It's fine. <laughs> See, it, what makes it a real D and D actual play podcast is the fact that you don't know if we're ever going to get back around to it. <laughs> Where you don't know if we're going to actually play. Yeah, you have no idea. Um, No, we will get back on a normal schedule there. We just need a little bit of time to, first off, seek new talent and rev up 
uh, Chloe has so kindly volunteered to take on editing responsibilities for Project Icosa. So I'm I need to get her. Actually. I need to get her revved up on that as well. And then as soon as that's all ready and good to go, and she feels like uh, she's in a comfortable place to take hold of those reins, it'll be a Chloe uh, Price production. So Hell she yeah. will she will be putting in all of the creative juices to making that story go, including picking the music, picking the sound effects. I want it ni- right now on the record that there will be a slide whistle somewhere. Great. <laughs> I just don't know where yet. It's I'll okay. find a right, the right moment for it. You know, She'll, it'll happen naturally. When it happens, you guys will think back to this moment and be like, she told us. She told us she'd do it. And <laughs> See, if you, it, if, son you of a bitch, she if you did can it. retroactively go back to the first episode, you could totally do the slide whistle for the sewer scene. Just woo. <laughs> and you go, sl- you go sliding down the tunnel. Yep. <laughs> I could do a better slide whistle. I'm going to. It goes disgusting. That's way there you better. Go. Nice. Okay, That's I had good. to get a clean one in. Um, <laughs> but on on note of Chloe taking over uh, editing for Project Icosa, she also is so kindly taking over uh, today her very own episode. It's not her first time doing it. She's done it once or twice before, but this is a Chloe episode. So without Three further ado. Three times that I can think of. So without further ado, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm going to throw it over to Chloe. <laughs> Take it away, Chloe. That was my bad. <laughs> it's so cool. You're so new to like podcasting that I really can't blame you for stuff like that. <laughs> Where it's just like, I have a thought. I have to say it. Absolutely. It That's happens the energy all we the time. Bring to this. <laughs> we do it all the time for sure, mm-hmm. but yeah. you're good. So, what what do we got? Okay, well, have you ever wanted a simpler life? Waking up with the sun, tilling the soil on your land and planting seeds, caring for chickens and cows and using their eggs and milk to bake treats for your neighbors, taking your crops and supporting the local economy as well as providing farm-to-table produce, taking your fishing pole out on the lake and reeling in some massive fish on a bright, beautiful day, Maybe even meeting someone and falling in love, inviting them to join you on your farm. If this simple life appeals to you, Stardew Valley provides an outlet for this dream. But this game, published in 2016 by Concerned Ape, real name Eric Barone, and the video game studio Chucklefist, is so much more than a Harvest Moon knockoff. Today, I would like to explore the depths of this video game as far as your character can explore the monster-riddled depths of the Skull Cavern in the Calico Desert. At the end, hopefully, you will join us in Pelican Town and entertain this. Wow. Incredible. I did a Nick intro. Incredible. (laughs) You nailed it. Thanks. So, yeah, we're talking about Stardew Valley. Woo! Do either of you have any experience with this game? Outside yep. of buying it on Steam so that Jade could use it. Uh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. I played it pretty religiously for a while um, because I bought your Switch when we first started dating and I had it because you had it and it was actually the only game at the time that I had on Switch that I didn't need a like actual cartridge for. Mm. So if I didn't know what to play and I had only brought one game and I had grown bored of that because of my ADHD-ridden brain, um, I would switch over to Stardew Valley and do a little farming. Yes. So it is essentially at its core, I suppose, it is a farming simulator because at the beginning of the game, you are working at this company called Joja. It shows you in like a little cubicle and it's um 
it's a very like pixel style game yeah. but you're sitting there at the computer and you know even your little pixel self is just miserable like you don't want to be there so suddenly you receive a letter in the mail from your grandfather he sends you a letter from his deathbed that reads as follows if you're reading this you must be in dire need of a change the same thing happened to me long ago i'd lost sight of what mattered most in life real connections with other people in nature so i dropped everything and moved to the place i truly belong i've enclosed a deed to that place my pride and joy blank farm you name it okay (laughs) it's it's not called blank farm you you like you know the first screen that pops up is what are you gonna call it and then it gets into the yeah yeah, yeah. okay (laughs) so so that intro sounds a little bit similar to how things go in uh like animal crossing for example where absolutely yeah or it's just like all right like uh you have just you now just have land on this mystical place go build stuff (laughs) welcome to your new life yeah (laughs) (laughs) the letter continues as it's located in stardew valley on the southern coast it's the perfect place to start your new life this was my most precious gift of all and now it's yours i know you'll honor the family name good luck love grandpa and when you see grandpa in his deathbed um, oh shit seriously (laughs) hold on (laughs) really yeah yeah you you see him uh in front of a fireplace what you assume to be the farmhouse that you move into (laughs) wait Um, i love the flex move of grandpa to just be like hey if you're reading this note it means i'm died and your life is not that great so (laughs) go make a change take my farm (laughs) right (laughs) Um, there's this image of him on the bed and the bed is so shallow that it has been memed upon over and over and over again. What do you mean? Like this, this thing looks like, like one inch thick or something? Yeah. It looks like a table with a sheet. Oh. On it. <laughs> <laughs> so there are like, you can mod the shit out of the game on steam. And there mm. are so many mods where like, it's grandpa on like an actual operating table. It's two people playing ping pong over his body. Um, he's in the pose from Family Guy where he's like his back's broken and his arms behind him. You know, the death pose. Oh my God. Um, yeah, those are just some of the memes for grandpa. So that's how you start the game. And then you wake up on a farm and it's kind of messy there's you know wood and stone and trees everywhere and overgrown grass um, but the mayor lewis welcomes you to the town it's called pelican town and the local carpenter robin introduces herself and says if there's anything you need let me know i will help you build stuff up on your farm once you get some resources and here's some parsnip seeds and off you go wow you are told to start cultivating the land and growing crops and selling them um, like a lot of games, like your Minecraft style stuff, there's a health bar, there's an energy bar, and there are certain skills that you can level up as you go along. Those skills being farming, mining, foraging, fishing, and combat. Yes, there's combat. We'll get to that later. <laughs> so this is this is like um, so this is like Animal Crossing meets like RuneScape. Where you got like all these actual little yeah. skills that you got to build up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, right. I'm feeling Plus, it. Plus like a Minecraft dungeon because there's a lot of like resource oh. hoarding. Okay, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. And this, the same as Minecraft, there's also like a crafting table 
where if you take certain materials, you can make new things. Mm. So you kind of get away from having to ask Robin to build you stuff. You start being able to do it yourself. Gotcha. I've been getting way into Minecraft lately. Mm. It's a little bit less. If I had to compare the two, I'd say it's a little bit less um, open to creation uh, as Minecraft is, but it still allows for like aesthetic creation. So like you get options. It's more like The Sims, I would argue. Yeah. But, gotcha. But but yeah, it's that vibe. Interesting. Minecraft cool. just keeps getting updated. Like they do so many updates. But they still don't have furniture nor houses that you can just place. Like you have to do those block by block. That's really the only difference between Minecraft and Stardew is that in Stardew you can be like, I want this house, and then you get it and you put it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You don't build it up brick by brick. Somebody right. That would be you. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so when you're starting the game, you pick the kind of format for your farm, as it were. And there are a few different options. Uh, the standard farm, it's kind of the default option. It's a simple design with plenty of space for you to experiment with. Beginners are kind of recommended to do the standard farm. Uh, the Riverland farm, which is personally my favorite, it's more of like a set of islands than it is a plot of land. Uh, the layout features a lot of water, has more fish than other types of farms, you know, like river fish. And I just kind of like that it's segmented and compartmentalized because I'll have like one island is like for one thing, one island's for another. Um, the next one is the forest farm. It is packed with trees, which may limit your ability to farm at first. Once you clear most of them out, you'll have access to a lot more wood than any other type of farm. And obviously wood and hardwood are huge for crafting the hilltop farm features a winding river that carves its way through your farm limiting your design options the upside is a mineral deposit on your land that you can take advantage of for resources the wilderness farm is a basic plot of land with a dark twist by day it's what you'd expect from any farm but at night creatures roam around your land we'll get back to those creatures as well the Four Corners farm is split up into four discrete sections. Each is different, so choose this if you're doing a large co-op game. And yes, there is co-op in Stardew Valley. This, it was an <laughs> update that happened maybe two years ago. So question then, is it multi-console? So like if I got it on my Switch and you had it on your Switch, could mm -hmm. we both be on the same farm but get on whenever it was convenient for us? Or is it strictly couch co-op as it's known? I don't actually know the answer to that question. I have only played it where me and the other person were on the farm at the same time. But as I can understand hmm. it, you'd be able to visit your farm without them. Well, geez, let me fact check you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> um, and the beach farm is the last type. It's great if you like plenty of open space and are proficient at fishing. However, if you choose this, choose this plot, be prepared to manually water crops so you can't use sprinklers on sand. Uh, sprinklers are big for people who want to maximize their farming profit. Because it's really annoying to go through and water crops individually, especially when you have the beginner watering can. <clears throat> Stardew Valley Co-op is easier than ever now that Farming Simulation has online and split-screen co-op. So yeah, online. You're able to play from two different locations. So if we wanted to start a farm, theoretically, we could work on it at different times. Which means yeah. you and I could have a co-op farm, and then when I eventually got tired of playing, I could stop, and you could keep going. And then I yeah. could check in later and take a bunch of the credit. 
And I believe it's cross-platform, too, because this game is on Steam, the App Store, it's like a mobile app, it's on Google Play, the Switch, the PS4, and the Xbox One. It's not cross- it's not cross-platform. Okay, well, but- Sturdy Valley does not support cross-platform multiplayer, <laughs> and it is unclear <laughs> if or when this might change. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> can't, can't help well, the there facts. there you go. <laughs> Facts just come and to me. I just say them. Well, Chloe, now, now you know how it feels to be facted. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. a conduit for the facts. They just come out. Go fact yourself. Yep. It's true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, in your beginning farmhouse, it's very simple. There's basically just a bed, a table, a chair, a fireplace, and a TV. And the TV has a couple of beginner channels. There's a weather report. A fortune teller that will accurately guess your luck of the day. Um, kind of like the way that you can go talk to Katrina in Animal Crossing and she'll say, you're going to have bad luck today. The fortune teller will be like, spirits are pissed. Don't even try. So that's huh. kind of nice. Is it the um, same as like where Katrina says, if you wear shorts today, you'll have good luck. And then like you go and do the task and you get good luck. Or is it just like, hey, today's just a really lucky you day know. for you. Yeah, it lets you know either way whether the spirits are unhappy, happy, or neutral. This is such a liberal game. I love it. Continue. <laughs> it's like, what's your sign? Oh my god! I, I know. Didn't like see your this aura. immediately is like, okay, like how much witchy shit is in Stardew Valley? It actually gets so much witchy shit. <laughs> There's a gets, literal witch. <laughs> it gets much more liberal when we talk about the actual like plot of the game. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. way eat the rich, but we can get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> I will get to that. Trust me. <laughs> Um, there are just two more channels, Living Off the Land, which gives you tips about how to play the game, and you can unlock the Queen of Sauce, which gives you recipes when you upgrade your farmhouse. You can make lots of different meals, and if you eat those, they can restore your health and energy when you are fighting monsters. The way that the calendar is structured is there are four seasons, each with 28 days to make up one calendar year. And you begin with very rudimentary tools and simple spring seeds on spring day one. You're tasked with cleaning up the farm, cultivating crops, and getting to know all of your neighbors, of course, because Pelican Town is a populated and thriving community. So let's get into it. Let's go into town. We've we've gotten up on our farm. We've seen what's going on. And now we're ready to go meet the locals. We're the hot new farmer in town. And we're single as fuck, baby. <laughs> I was going to say, how far into this game do we get before it's like overtly just throwing out like, yeah, you can fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the NPCs are separated into... It's actually in Grandpa's letter at the beginning. (laughs) He says, I'm leaving you this farm, my prized possession, and when you get here, please keep in mind, you can fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You can and should. And will. It's a part of... (laughs) Or else my ghost will come back and tell you what a terrible farmer you are. <laughs> oh, something I forgot about Grandpa. In year three, he comes back and evaluates your farm. Yeah, and if from you the dead. If you haven't developed it enough, he'll his ghost will tell you that he's disappointed. Oh, no. It's devastating. Oh, <laughs> he no. says, says, wow, I left this to you, you real piece of shit. Didn't even fucking mow it. Look at it. You didn't even shit. do anything. What have you been doing? Trying to, been trying to fuck that guy at the uh, fucking <laughs> store? The general story yeah. to try to fuck, yeah. How'd that go? Not good. <laughs> so yeah, the NPCs are split into two distinct categories: romanceable and unromanceable. Um, Disappointing. The, 
I know. Right? Why not go the extra mile? Make them all make them all ro- romanceable. Uh, well, there are plenty of mods that let you um, romance the married people. Ah. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Oh. Um, so town has lots of thriving businesses. There's Harvey's Clinic for when you get a boo boo, Pierre's General Shop, Gus's Star Drop Saloon. The museum, which is empty when you get to town, run by a man named Gunther. Clint's Blacksmith Shop. The Joja Mart, which is where you quit to move to this valley. Mm. The Rundown Community Center, which basically looks like a haunted house. Uh, Robin, the Carpenter's House. The Spa. The Entrance to the Mines, which is blocked off at the beginning of the game. And the Adventurer's Guild, which you unlock once you start murdering stuff. On the outskirts of town, there is a beach with Willie's Fish Shop. Marnie's Ranch, where you can get farm animals and hay. There's a quarry full of rocks and minerals. The Cindersap Forest. The Wizard's House. We'll come back to him. The Bus Stop. The Desert. And the Secret Woods. So that is Stardew Valley, in a nutshell. That's what you have to explore. The Secret Woods is where you gotta fall. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny that you say that, because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in um well i guess i'll just yeah nah, stick to stick to the script okay fair enough fair enough we'll get to it when we get to it <laughs> so stardew valley is described as a peaceful region located on the southern coast of the ferngill republic on the coast of the gem sea so there's like there's a whole like lore around this place right the, mm-hmm. the more you dig um and you learn that there are more races than just humans in this valley. It is a magical place. These races involve dwarves, one of which you can meet in the mines. He's very nice. He loves getting minerals as gifts. There are shadow people. Uh, you can unlock the sewer and you meet a very nice shadow person named Krobus. And in the newest update, you can make Krobus your roommate. Because that guy rocks. Everybody loves Krobus. Everybody loves Krobus. Not a person alive that doesn't like Krobus. Now on as ABC. You, <laughs> as you're restoring the community center, you meet these little fairy sprites that look like little apples called Junimos. Public works. Jun- also very liberal. <laughs> <laughs> well, the community center versus the uh, Joja Mart route is something we will get to. But the oh, Junimos are so cute. Aren't they? They're magical little creatures that take care of your crops and help you thrive on your farm. They're little little apple boys. You can eat them up. Eat them up. Eat them up. There are also fairies that can come and bless your crops in the night. There are goblins and elves as evidenced by the artifacts that you dig up for the museum. And there are merpeople, one of which you can see a show of at the night market that happens in the winter. So it is a very magical valley. Lots of mystical creatures have lived here and thrived here. Yeah, this this is not this is not just like like your average everyday farming simulator. Like this thing's a whole fucking like fantasy RPG. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like you know when your neighbor is a goblin in The Sims, and you're like, this is normal. Right. (laughs) (laughs) When you seduce death and have a death baby, and you're like, I did it. Love (laughs) thrive. Love thrives and survives. Life finds a way. Death <laughs> finds your bed. Oh, God. 
That poor bed. There are a number of annual events that you can attend in town, um, much the way that we celebrate holidays as they come. They just, they leave out uh, the more religious parts of the holidays. They're very secular. So the first one that you can do is the egg hunt in the spring. Um, the egg festival, as they call it. There is the flower dance in the late spring where you can go around and ask for a dance, but in year one, everybody's going to reject you, so don't even bother. It just hurts. Um, then there is the luau in the summer where you bring an ingredient to add to the community soup, and the governor of the valley comes and tries the soup, and if you put in something disgusting, he is super disappointed, just like can your you, grandpa. Can you poison him? You can put in something super gross. You can't, like, kill him, though. You He'll can't, just like, be like, oh, I feel nauseous. Can't, like, throw in a little arsenic, and he goes, oh, no, I feel... <laughs> is there a mod for that? Probably. The governor? Yeah. I'm going to look it up. There is... So I've talked about Mayor Lewis. He he welcomes you to the town. Um, Marnie, who sells the farm animals, her and Lewis have a sort of secret affair you discover because the more you befriend this is fucking wild chloe i don't know what you want from me when you befriend... hold on hold on i'm on a subreddit that says so what's the proper way to kill the governor and then it says help i've joined the dark brotherhood and i can't seem to find a way to complete this objective it seems the governor was just a decoy and the real one is still out there what the fuck is going on <laughs> Chloe, what is this game? I can't speak to that. The answer is you need to locate all four dwarven scrolls, which when combined will become an elder scroll. This elder scroll once read will allow you to locate the real governor. Oh, this this is a joke. Yeah. (laughs) This is is a joke about Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah. The Dark Brotherhood in Skyrim. Yeah. Okay. There's no Dark Brotherhood. That would be incredible. I really thought for a second there was. um okay so when you befriend lewis he asks you to go into marnie's room which you have to be a certain friend level to even do and you find a pair of his lucky purple shorts in her room because they've been fucking wink wink (laughs) and you can bring these lucky purple shorts to the luau instead of giving them back to him and put them in the soup and he is so embarrassed about it (laughs) oh my god it ruins his whole day (laughs) His whole day. His whole day. Fuck. There is a dance of the moonlight jellies where everyone gathers on the beach to watch some beautiful glowing jellyfish. There is a fair slash expo where you can do a grange display, also where you can include his lucky shorts, and he gets super mad at you. Uh, The same lucky shorts? Oh, the same lucky shorts, baby. Yeah. So you just, like, put them up the flagpole? Yeah, basically. Oh. Uh, Spirit's Eve is basically Halloween. You go through a maze to find a golden pumpkin that's worth a lot of money. The Festival of Ice allows um, some people to kind of showcase their talent. The local artist, Leah, makes some ice sculptures. And the Feast of the Winter Star is Christmas. You give somebody a gift and you get a gift. We love it. We love to see it. Give you cookie, got you cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Give you cookie, get you cookie. (laughs) So let's break down the NPCs because there are a lot of them. Brief pause. It's time for a grandkid roundup. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Let's start with the non-marriage candidates. Oh, so we're talking about the ones we can fuck. The ones we cannot. Oh. I know. I'm so... Oh. <laughs> we want to get to the exciting stuff, though, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. So we talked about Mayor Lewis. We talked about Marnie, who runs the farm. And we've talked about Robin the Carpenter. Pierre runs the general store. And for some reason, everybody hates him. There's a subreddit called Fuck You, Pierre, where ah. people just, like, Explain rag it. on him. Explain it to me. Why? Well, he runs the general store and... Does he, he rip you off? Well, he does take your product and technically resell it at his counter. Mm. But... And that way like you're an asshole to supporting me. the local economy? I don't know. Seems like a real piece of shit. <laughs> There's also a cutscene where Morris from Joja comes into his store and offers people coupons and he loses his shit. <laughs> Which I guess is fair because Morris came up on his property. Am I right? Yeah, no, that's a shitty thing to do. I mean, yeah. it kind of sounds like he's Luke from Gilmore Girls. He has Luke vibes, but he's not like a charming bachelor. He's oh. married to a woman named Caroline who has well, green that's hair. Fine. And their daughter Abigail is one of the bachelorettes, so we'll get back to her. You can make him your daddy? Yes, you can make Pierre your father-in-law. Yeah. You can make Pierre your you say hi, daddy. Pierre. <laughs> daddy Pierre. <laughs> I like that. Continue. You've piqued right. my interest. <laughs> Um, we have Clint the blacksmith, who unfortunately is a total incel because he has a huge crush Aww. on Emily that Emily does not reciprocate, but it's all he talks about. Giving yeah, a I don't think he was. Clint. I don't think he was written to be a simp. He just happened to be a simp. Like the guy made him, and then he went, Aw, I made a simp. <laughs> if he had more of a personality, it wouldn't be such a big deal, but all he's but talking about only is like, fucking... I like Emily so much, and she doesn't pay attention to me. There's so many fucking people in this fucking valley. He couldn't. Okay, that's he fair. <laughs> he couldn't put all of it into all of them. So he said, all right, this guy loves Emily. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hopefully they root for him. <laughs> We've all had unrequited love, right? Maybe we root for him. Uh, no, I just I don't. just went and looked up some of the art for these people. There are too many characters in this game that are hot. <laughs> too many too many hot please characters please share who you think is hot well, brother I mean, they're all hot. alex and elliot for one like thank come on you now. of course uh, finally somebody said it yeah you also got like abigail uh leia mm -hmm. uh i mean come on i mean mm -hmm. i can i can go on but let's let's keep moving <laughs> <laughs> well you are looking at the bachelors and bachelorettes mm -hmm, so let's mm -hmm. keep going through the non-marriage candidates uh, Demetrius is married to Robin. He is a scientist who helps you fix up the cave on your farm. You can either choose a mushroom cave or a fruit bat cave. Um, and he will scold you if you start up a relationship with his daughter. He'll be like, I'm, I'm watching you. <laughs> you know, like the classic dad on the porch with a shotgun moment. Oh, yeah. But he's like a nerdy scientist. So that's basically Demetrius. Um there are two elderly people in the town, Evelyn and George, and they, um, I believe, are Alex's aunt and uncle. Don't believe it, folks. It's a lie. <laughs> so he lives with them because his parents passed, and they are both, um, well, Evelyn is lovely. She Hold on. She works in the garden, and what's up? There's someone named Alex. Uh-huh. 
whose parents have passed. Yes. And he now lives with his aunt and uncle. Are you gonna say Spider Man? Is this someone named Alex who happens to be Spider Man? <laughs> I want to romance um, that guy. You know what? There's grandparents now. He's really? super into football too. Were they? Oh, they changed it to his grandparents in the new update. <laughs> I like this. Too many people got on that they were. Spiegelly Spider Man is probably the problem. <laughs> so there's also Gus. He runs the saloon and he's a great cook. Have we gotten to the ones we can fucking? Not yet. We still nope. have quite a while to go. <laughs> oh. Jody and Kent are married. You don't meet Kent until a little later because he's away at war and he comes back later. And they have three, no, two children. Uh, one of which is Sam, one of the bachelors, and one of which is Vincent, who is a child. So not a bachelor. Mm, definitely not a bachelor. <laughs> Death of a bachelor. <laughs> Willie is the fish boy. He lives on the beach. Um, let's see. Pam is the local drunk, unfortunately. Uh, she does have a story arc, but that's basically all she is when you meet her. Oh. Um, Linus is the local homeless guy. He lives in a tent on the outskirts of town. Um, as you befriend him, you kind of learn that people aren't very nice to him, and he's kind of excluded from the town events. I really wish there was some kind of achievement in the game where you could, like, build him a house or something, but yeah. so far, no good. No. Um, and the wizard lives also lives <laughs> way on the outskirts of town, and he's a fucking wizard. What more do you want me to say about that? <laughs> There's He's a fucking like, wizard. There, there are so many questions that I have. Just not just even about like sure. Stardew Valley, but the world that this exists in. <laughs> <laughs> so many, like, there's a war happening between who? <laughs> mm, well, that's kind of the question. When you meet Kent, it's all very unspecific. You just know that he has major PTSD. Ah. Uh, when okay. you're at the flower dance the first year after Kent comes home, he's like, I do not like this open space field. It's making me very anxious. Hmm. And obviously you can craft like bombs and stuff in the game. And if you give one to him, he will be like, I hate you. This sucks. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? <laughs> so yeah, you have um, a traumatized vet living in town. Oh shit. This That's sucks. Kent. So should we get to the guys we can fuck now? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. We've got the bachelors. First up is Alex. As we said, he is Evelyn and George's grandkid. And can you, he... can you do this in the style of a matchmaker TV show? <laughs> First up, we have Alex. He is 26 years old. He lives with his grandparents in a small town in Stardew Valley. He loves football having a drink on the beach with his friends and his dog dusty Aww. Ah, yeah. actually there are a lot of similarities between him and me yeah <laughs> unfortunately he talks about football a lot so i did not marry him i talk about football sometimes sometimes but not a lot not a lot Next up, we have Elliot. He lives in a shed on the beach. He has super long hair, and he's a sensitive writer type. Oh, God, of course he I thought he was poetry. hot. He writes poetry. Shut up. <laughs> he's so, totally your type. <laughs> <laughs> we have Harvey, the local doctor, 
who has a mustache and wears glasses. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much all we know about him. That's his yeah. whole personality. <laughs> He's he very sweet. All the time. And he builds model trains in his room. Aww. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's Harvey. <laughs> He's the worst. <laughs> Is that Sam? Nick Mustakangas? Oh no! <laughs> no, Nick's great, but the building model trains is funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you marry Harvey, he moves those model trains into your house. No, I would marry him Stop. for that alone. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Sam. Sam seems kind of like the youngest romanceable bachelor. Mm. Um, he is Jody and Kent's son. And he he's kind of like the rocker musician type. Gotcha. Him, Sebastian, and Abigail have a band together. Cool. Where they just kind of they rock out in Kent and Jody's house. Um, so that's Sam. Then we have Sebastian, who's like the town emo. He only wears black. He's got like the the black emo bangs. Yeah, there's got to be at least um, one. He sp- his room is in the basement of Robin and Demetrius's house. And uh, there's a cutscene where you play D and D with him and Sam and Abigail. That's what? Awesome. They don't call it that, but that's exactly what's happening because he's like he rolls a dice and like something happens to you. It's very cool. Um, there was also an early version of the game where he had a bong in his room, but that got edited. <laughs> now it's a vase. Why? Why do he's people the town suck? Stoner, basically, I don't know. Um, the last romanceable bachelor is Shane who is the junior town drunk. Uh, when you meet him, he's like, please don't talk to me, basically. And once you win him over, you discover him. <laughs> What's up? There's a built-in plot to Stardew Valley that's, I can fix him. <laughs> oh my God, seriously, people who love Shane are I can fix him people. Oh, it's so souls. real. I, I know. Fi- he's, he's just broken. I can fix him. He's broken. This Marnie sucks. is his aunt, so he lives with Marnie and his niece Jazz on the ranch. And um, there is a sweet character arc for him where he realizes that maybe he should stop drinking and go to therapy in the city. So you can kind of get why people would fall in love with him. You don't have to fix him. Because you can he fix him. to work on it himself. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the bachelors in a nutshell. Let's move on to the bachelorettes. <laughs> First, we've got Abigail. Abigail is the son of, or the daughter of Pierre and Caroline. There is a bit of lore behind Abigail because she has purple hair. So does the wizard. Mm. She hangs out outside of the wizard's tower on certain days of the week. At some point when you're speaking to the wizard, he says he had an affair with someone in town. <gasps> Did Caroline cheat on Pierre with the wizard? Maybe. Is Pierre a cuck? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me that the wizard can be my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, technically, I guess. Lovely. I've never thought about it like that, but that's amazing. Wizard um, daddy. <laughs> Abigail's kind of like your basic gamer girl. She also has a funny bit of dialogue where one of her favorite gifts is amethyst. And if you give it to her, she it's just like a randomly generated thing. But you give it to her and she's like, how did you know I was hungry? This looks delicious. What? So everybody's like, Abigail eats rocks. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Next up is Emily. Emily lives with her sister Haley in one of the houses in town, and she is kind of the local seamstress. Um, She is a blue-haired girl with pronouns, 
and she rescued a parrot that broke its wing and her this is so liberal <laughs> yeah baby get used to it um aggressively liberal is this game well like i mean i'm i'm listening to the description for this and it's like okay this is my current fiance jade <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Emily and Jade do have a lot of similarities. Yeah. My my um, current fiance is <laughs> though you'll get a new one in the future. <laughs> um, but the reason that I personally married Emily in my first playthrough is because you get like up to eight hearts before you actually like ask them to become a couple with you. And at the eight heart event for Emily, she plays this disco music and starts like shaking her ass, and then you start like seriously tripping out like. <laughs> There are all these like colors and symbols like moving up the screen while she dances. It's intense. It's incredible. <laughs> she might get you high. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But that's that's Emily. Um, her sister Haley is a bit of a harder nut to crack. She te- tends to be the least favorite bachelorette because she's very snooty when you first meet her. Kind of like, mm. why are you even talking? And she's like a blonde, pretty girl. She's a photographer. She loves to take her camera out on the beach. Um, But she does end up being very nice if you spend the time to get to know her. She just doesn't really have a whole lot going on, unfortunately. Like, that's kind of all I can say about her. Gotcha. Um, Leah is the town artist. She lives below Marnie, Marnie's ranch. Um, She makes these beautiful sculptures, and she's kind of shy. It's kind of all I got for Leah. Uh, one of her heart events is that you encourage her to put up some of her art in a local show. So she kind of does like um, an art show for the people. Cool. In town is, stuff. With her, like kind of like the model train thing. If you marry her, does she just start like putting sculptures and stuff? She in brings house? her sculptures into your house. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also a small part of your yard that's dedicated to your spouse. So like if you marry Emily, it's just full of these giant crystals. Nice. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you marry Alex, it's just a bunch of, like, weights and dumbbells and stuff. Oh. <laughs> it's because Alex is a dumbbell. <laughs> um, Maru is Demetrius and Robin's daughter, and she is a budding scientist, just like her father, um, especially interested in robotics. She's got a robot in her room that she's working on. Um, she's super fun, but I think people are less attracted to her because she looks so young and... Like, she's wearing overalls in her NPC mm. picture. So, like, when I met her, I was like, I can't believe she's even romanceable. Like, this is a child. Um, but, you know, she is. she's a grown-ass woman. And yeah. when you marry her, she moves her robots and telescope into your room. So, that's sweet. Um, and Penny is Pam's daughter. Pam is the local drunk, if you'll remember. Yeah. And Penny is very sweet, kind of misunderstood. And she is the teacher for jazz and vincent in town they don't really have a teacher so she serves as their teacher she takes in the museum and reads them books and stuff so those are your bachelors and bachelorettes that's everybody so you seem perplexed you seem puzzled yeah that's because i figured out what i want to do my quick this on and i'm kind of doing research on it while i'm listening to you talk about bachelors and bachelorettes but i was trying to find if there was a so apparently there's a cult in Stardew Valley okay. called Cult of the Dragon, and in, in, and now I'm confused. Is this a mod? No. Because I've never heard of it, but I, if you've got more, like... Um, or if that's going to be your quick this, I guess you can say. 
No, I don't want to find more. I don't want to dig more into this. I want to leave this alone. <laughs> You're scared. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. We can move on. <laughs> uh, so like I mentioned, there are some heart events with characters that are significant, like Emily's disco scene. Um, Alex will take you to a football game in the city. Um Emily rescues you from a bear while you're camping in the secret forest. Haley will be taking pictures of the cows in front of Marnie's ranch. And then she'll be like, wait, hold my camera. And she goes and climbs up on top of one of the cows and then falls off into the mud. And then she's like, I'm so silly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dumb hoe. <laughs> um, if you marry Abigail, there is a 14 heart event where she saves you from a monster and then she's like wow that's the first time i've ever killed something and then she gives him like a proper burial whoa oh my god so that's insane um there's also a feature in the game where to date somebody you buy a bouquet of flowers from peers and you present it to them as a gift and then they're like oh my god of course i'll date you um there's also a mechanic in the game where you can give a bouquet to anyone and everyone you could be dating like 10 of the bachelors or bachelorettes at the same oh, time. Shit. But they will find out about it. <laughs> there is a cut scene where they confront you in Haley and Emily's house. They're like, we know that you're dating all of us, you pig. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> but on that vein, I kind of want to get into the witch because you find this witch's hut. And after you persuade the goblin to leave the front of the witch's hut, you can go inside and there are some dark machines that if you interact with them, they do certain things. One of these machines will erase your entire memory of yourself from one of your ex's minds. So if you marry somebody and then divorce them, you can wipe their memory of your entire marriage. Oh, shit. And then they'll be like, oh, it's so nice to meet you, new farmer. <laughs> So that's something you can do at the witch's house. Um, another thing you can do at the witch's house is you can sacrifice something and turn your children into doves. Why? So if you if you marry in Stardew Valley, eventually they'll either be like, let's have a kid or let's adopt a kid. Um, and if you decide that you're tired of that kid, you can go to the witch's hut and uh, turn them into a dove. And no one will ever be the wiser. Oh, shit. They're just gone. <laughs> They're gone forever. Oh, <laughs> and the last thing you can do in the witch's hut is you can sacrifice something and monsters will start appearing on your farm because generally it's protected by the magic of the valley and you don't get confronted unless you go to the mines or the skull cavern. Um, but not if you break this curse. Then you can have monsters on your farm all the time. So you get to the mid-game and you are kind of, you know, you're trying to maximize the profit of your crops and you're trying to romance somebody and get them to move into your house and you are leveling up your tools and making food so that you can go explore these mines. And the further you go down, the more you find, obviously. But there are, like, levels to the mines. Like, it starts being, like, an ice cavern and then you go down further and it's like magma and you go down further and it's like all purple and like mystical um there are i want to say 150 levels that you can explore in the mines and then once you unlock the desert there's a hundred more in the skull cavern Jeez. so there's a lot a lot a lot of opportunity to mine 
for resources as well as to fight monsters, which include, you know, flying bugs, ghosts, skull heads, like all kinds of shit that will come at you and you can absolutely pass out. And if you pass out in the mines, you have a chance to drop a lot of your inventory and you have to spend money for Harvey to revive you at the clinic. So there is kind of a, a survival aspect to it as well. Um, you can get coops and barns to raise chickens, ducks, rabbits, goats, cows, and sheep, which is kind of what my first farm was all about. I was super obsessed with the animals, so I have like four coops, four barns, and they're all full of animals. And at one point, one of the artifacts you can dig up is a dinosaur egg. And if you incubate that dinosaur egg in a coop, you get dinosaurs. Whoa. And there is um, a certain curse that the witch can inflict where she will fly over your farm in the night and turn one of your chickens into a void chicken. So it becomes black and it lays void eggs. Okay. So I have an entire coop of dinosaurs and void chickens, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and if you get very familiar with Shane, he breeds blue chickens and he will give you blue chickens as well. Um, there was also an update recently where the ducks can swim in the ponds. <laughs> so that made me really happy. <laughs> so like the whole thing is at this point, just like, how can we make this game more cozy? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there is a lot of, um, like you do in Animal Crossing, you can fill the museum with all these artifacts that you mm. dig up. A lot of them are like these beautiful gems that have been, you know, refined in the caves over time. Um, and you upgrade the shit out of your tools. And at this point, you are working to either restore the community center or give all your money to the Jojo Mart. <laughs> so there are like, there's kind of two main plots that you can take over in this game. Mm -hmm. And the one that most people choose is to revive the community center. Yeah. You do bundles, then you give them like fruit and animal products, and then you unlock certain things like the mine carts that get you around town. And once you're done, they have this big unveiling ceremony of the community center, and they're like, thank you so much, farmer. Like, this is all because of you. But there's also a game track where you can just be like, you know what? Let's just sell out to Joja. Fuck you, Pierre. <laughs> Fuck this whole valley. And the Joja bundles are just money. Mm. You just pay the money so you can keep all your resources. So, you know, if, if you're trying to complete stuff really fast, obviously you don't have those resources in the beginning. You can complete Joja very quickly. Um, and really the only things that change about the town are that the community center becomes a warehouse. And I mean, you sell your soul. Oof. There's that. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> to the company that you left to yeah. work here. Um, but... Yeah, obviously, like I said, there's a lot of Steam mods that you can do. Um, I personally modded my copy of Stardew Valley on Steam so much that it won't even open anymore. <laughs> so that's my bad. That's on me. <laughs> they caught me slipping. That's like the what ha inevitably happens with any like RPGs game and mods. Like, it's yeah. bound to happen. <laughs> There's also uh, Stardew Valley Expanded that you can only play on Steam. Um, and like the app store that I mean, it basically doubles the game. There's like a whole bunch of new stuff in the maps, a bunch of new NPCs. There's like a winery, there's new fish. Morris from Joja gets his own house. There's new bachelors and bachelorettes. Uh, there's other farms like in the game. You're the only farm, but in this expansion, 
there are other ones. And the wizard gets an apprentice that you can befriend. Mm. Unfortunately, you can't marry her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there are ways to complete the game. You know, you can finish the community center. Um, You can unlock a boat trip with Wally where you can get to this place called Ginger Island that has other shops and uh, like these golden walnuts that you can buy and sell. Um, And you can make an island farm there if you'd like. Um, There's also the desert. We haven't talked a whole lot about the desert. You can unlock the bus and get Pam to drive you out there. And that's where the skull cavern is. And, you know, there's like a hundred more levels of that. And once you do that, you unlock the casino where you can go in and gamble all your money away. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find all of the star drops in the game. And star drops are kind of like those moments. I guess if I could equate it to something, it's like the bonfires in Dark Souls. Mm. Like a star drop like heals you completely and like, you know, brings you energy and you're like suddenly fortified. And at the beginning of the game, it says, what's your favorite thing? And you put in that thing. And then when you eat a star drop, it's like, wow, this tastes just like your favorite thing. So, like, you know, don't put that your favorite thing is your cat. (laughs) Because the star drops can taste like your cat. (laughs) Wow. Did that that perchance happen, Chloe? Luckily for me, I put in that my favorite thing was cheesecake. So that's what star drops taste like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) But some people will be like, my baby boy. And it's like, "Mm, this star drop tastes like your baby boy. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to you not safe for work people out there who be putting down dick and other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just inevitable. <laughs> inevitable. Um, but the creator, Concerned Ape, a.k.a. Eric Barone, has been very involved in this game since its release in 2016 and has continued to update it. Like I said, the update with the ducks, but there's also a lot of like more major overhauls that he's done to the game, like including the split screen, split screen co-op farms. Yeah which was a very exciting development. Uh, there was just recently a patch where you can put a bunch of furniture in the town. So you can kind of like basically give it a facelift. And there's a lot of furniture that you can decorate your house with. Um, and a lot of stuff that you can like find. There's like little Easter eggs. If you go to the park on a certain day and you like press some bush at exactly noon, you get this huge Junimo plush. So, you know, there's little stuff like that hidden into the game that the creators want you to find. Um, a big old little Appley boy? Yeah, big Appley boy. <laughs> Even though he's been super involved in the development of Stardew because there are so many active fans that are still playing the game every single day, he is also in development of a new game that I want to talk about for just a moment, kind of give him a little plug. Um, it's called Haunted Chocolatier, and so far it's not clear whether Chucklefish will help him publish this game like they did with Stardew, but it's got very similar Stardew vibes. It looks nice, a lot like it um, aesthetically because, you know, he's he's borrowed some of that code. and yeah. um, it, It's still like a pixel-style game, but in this one you live in this haunted mansion and you go find resources to make chocolate. You become like the new town chocolatier, and the people who work in your chocolate shop are ghosts. I They're love the that. ones serving your chocolate, um, which is so cute. There's a lot of similar combat elements to Stardew. It seems like combat is much more relevant in this game, uh, which is shocking because there's a lot of combat in Stardew, but like most of the trailer is you fighting stuff off. Um, so, like, there's swords and slingshots like Stardew, but I also noticed in this game you get a shield, which is new for this creator. That's kind of fun. You can, like, buff away enemies as they're coming at you. 
And there's, you know, obviously a bunch of new NPCs and environments to explore. <laughs> so, yeah, be looking out for Haunted Chocolatier in the next couple years. <laughs> um, Bless up. But that's, that's Stardew Valley. It is honestly one of my favorite games in the whole world. I have logged hundreds of hours between my Switch and Steam. And it, it truly is an endless game. You could play it forever and still find new things. <laughs> so I hope you entertain this. When we get back, I've got a quick this for you. And we're back. <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys ever listened to those musical interludes in the episodes? Mm-hmm. Like when they go when they go live? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to DJW. They're always fun to do. <laughs> if you guys were watching the video version of this podcast, by the way, you would have just seen my dog enter frame, receive some pets, and then leave. Because that's so literally all she wanted. I have a topic that I want to talk about for my quick this. Do it. Pretty please bring up a time. Oh. One second. He's on it. Ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, shit, I actually... Go. Uh. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Ever since Charles Darwin stepped foot on that one island and studied those fucking birds, there's been a theory of evolution. A stepping stone from one thing to the next. A, 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 th- a development through time and through small changes. And I believe that I have discovered the missing link between Minecraft and Stardew Valley. And I would like to share that with you today. It's actually all a complete lie. Because the game that I want to talk about today actually predates Minecraft. It came out before Minecraft. And it's something that not a lot of people talk about. Because Minecraft had such a relative success. I'm going to be talking about Terraria. Yeah! I knew it! (laughs) That's what I was going to (laughs) guess. Terraria is a game that, much like Minecraft and Stardew Valley, takes place in a pixelated world, though I would argue Terraria is more akin to the style of Stardew Valley than Minecraft, Mm -hmm. because these pixelated worlds are filled with NPCs whom you can interact with. Um, fully developed, not just Square, but with their own designs and everything, and include things such as a wizard and shopkeeps, um, as well as other things. I don't think you can romance them, at least I didn't through my playthrough, but I want to talk about Terraria, because people say that Terraria is actually the game that Minecraft ripped off, because Terraria, number one, came out first, but is mostly a 2D sandbox game where gameplay revolves around exploration, building, crafting, combat, survival, mining, uh, and they're playable through single and multiplayer modes. It involves spawning into a randomly generated world uh, where you dig up and collect supplies to craft tools to build a house and survive waves of monsters that come at night. It is literally Minecraft, except it is 2D. Now, the interesting thing is that uh, Terraria has a huge lore. Like, instead of having to build another portal, you literally can build a hole straight to hell um, in the style of, like, an ant farm where you get a 2D view from, like, the front of you carving out these caverns and holes. Um, 
You can build something called a elevator, which is a hole straight <laughs> into hell. You can uh, fall straight in. But what's built into this game are um, checkpoints and bosses, much akin to your uh, Elden Ring, mm, Michael, where yeah. you have to to pro to proceed in what comes next. You have to kill these bosses and get their souls to unlock the next part of the game. Love it. So, like, you go to hell and you have to fight this giant eye monster who lives in hell. And once you kill this eye monster, number one, you get gold, which you can use to spend at the shops that the NPCs run. Nice. And number two, you get uh, sort of materials and stuff like that to unlock things to craft. One of the things that you can buy from one of the uh, the people upstairs, so, some of the merchants, is a pair of wings that you need to go to heaven. Where you can kill, what? where you can kill another boss. Whoa! Um, there are also um, built-in rituals that you can do that summon uh, other bosses to fight. That sometimes takes multiple souls of other bosses to summon these eldritch gods, eventually leading to your big fight, which is a Cthulhu-level god who literally wipes shit with you over and over and over again until you eventually are able to defeat this boss and quote-unquote win the game but really you don't win the game you just unlock the next part of the game which is playing the entire game again with only one life and then once you defeat the bot the cthulhu level boss again you have officially beat terraria um but it's hard as shit it's absolutely fucking crazy (laughs) i would argue that it's better than minecraft in a lot of ways um it's completely multiplayer and you can do a lot of cool shit. One of my favorite things to do while playing in the game was, um, oh, this is another thing that I guess I could talk about for a little bit. I have the time. Is that it's class-based, like D&D. So you can build classes. So you can build a wizard, and you can focus on magic and your magic attacks. Or you can build a rogue and focus on like your sneaking and your dagger throwing. Or you can build a yo-yo guy whose literal weapon is a fucking yo-yo. Love it. And- is that what you did? Uh no. <laughs> no, I built I built your classic knight who swung a sword. Okay. But you as you're killing these bosses, you also could have rare drops and those drops can be like the world's most deadly yo-yo that can kill the eldritch god in one hit. But there's like a ratio like it you get that one in every like 100 million like playthroughs that you do. But you always have the chance of getting it. So it also feeds your gambling addiction. That's my 5 minutes you should go play Terraria. <laughs> We love microdosing a gambling addiction. (laughs) Most games, you'll find a little microdosing of gambling addictions. Just a little. Hey, and if uh, you're addicted to listening to this podcast, boy, howdy, may I tell you, there are 120 episodes you can listen to. And we're not done yet. This is episode 121, and we're just going to keep on keeping on. Come hell or high water, we'll never stop. A hundred years, Rick and Morty, we're here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but we need help from viewers like you. One thing you can do to help out the show is tell 10 friends. You tell 10 friends about the show. They go listen to an episode. They tell 10 friends because uh, eventually they'll get to this episode and I'll tell them to tell 10 friends and then their 10 friends tell 10 friends and then their 10 friends tell 10 friends and then their 10 friends tell 10 friends and so on and so on into infinity. Eventually our ears will or our voices will cusp the ear holes of every human on the planet. And that's the ultimate goal. 
Uh, another thing that you can do is if there's something in the realm of entertainment that we have yet to encapsulate, because we try to catch them all straight Pokemon style, you can email us at entertainthispodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter, we're entertain underscore this, or find us on Instagram, entertain this podcast, and on Facebook, we're podcast entertain this, coming at you every week with something new in entertainment, but we need your help. So entertain us so we can entertain you. And you can entertain this. We'll see you guys next Friday. Bye. 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 I guess I kind of lied about the next Friday Friday thing uh, last week. Sorry about that. This episode was written by Chloe Price with additional commentary by Michael Savoya and Alex Steele. Our theme music is Rush Bubble by Aaron Spencer with interstitial music by DJW. Tune in every Friday for new episodes. Thanks for listening.